When we hold on to grievance and pain from the past, we keep ourselves from being able to really move into our fullest expression of self. We need to practice forgiveness from the soul recovery perspective, dissipating the energy and releasing the past for good. If you're interested in this profound transformation, I invite you to join me in Colorado the weekend of June 8th and 9th to have an incredible experience with others on this same soul recovery journey. Two full days of immersion in the soul recovery process where you will indeed leave transformed. You will be able to truly let go of these old pains and step into a new way of being. Check out the show notes for a coupon code and how to register. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first overcome our internal self by focusing on inner change. Outer positive results in our lives will follow. This podcast offers inspiration, strength, and hope through the tools of recovery, spirituality, and positive psychology. I started recoveryoursoul.net after having profound changes in my life in my recovery from alcoholism and control addiction. I was guided to share these tools with others through this podcast and personal coaching. Personal recovery does not need an addiction to use the tools and principles to better our lives and transform just the desire to make positive changes and grow. As an ordained minister, I continue to study and deepen my relationship with the spiritual principles that have brought me peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. I know that together we can do the work that will recover your soul. Welcome back to Recover Your Soul. Thanks for joining me here today. In all of my podcasts, in almost everything I talk about, I talk about releasing control, right? So I talk about this ability for us to not try to manipulate or fix other people. But I haven't had a episode specifically that was kind of just, let's just talk about this thing that we have that wants to manipulate, help, control, fix, solve problems for the world, for our spouse, for our kids. It's definitely been talked about broadly, but I wanted to just hit it on the head. And one of the reasons why I wanted to hit it on the head is because I'm getting feedback from people who are having soul recovery from people that I'm working with and coaching, from people who are listening to the podcast. And it's so fun and exciting to watch that evolution happen and for people to be on this space where they're starting to feel that freedom, that surrender, that ease in their life, like the lightness that comes from letting go of feeling like you need to be in charge of everything. One of the things that I'm hearing people talk about is that they're so excited about it that they want to share it. How do I share this with with the other people in my life who are still struggling? And I think that positive part of us that wants to be of service and help to others is so important. And yet, if we're not careful, we're kind of doing the same thing that we did in our unhealthy state when we were in more of an obsession of trying to control and manipulate and change other people. And so it's this, it's this dance. 
It's this dance of how to be present with people, how to be helpful, how to be a light, how to be an encouragement, how to give people the advice when they're asking for it, how to know when somebody is needing it and when we're pushing and experience strength and hope and sharing our own journeys is always a way to help people when they're interested in hearing about it, when they want to know what that is. I was thinking first about how we all enjoy helping people. We enjoy having a solution for somebody. I prided myself on being a solution person that I felt like I had great answers for people, that people came to me and asked for advice and that, that I had these great solutions. Well, what would end up happening is that when people didn't follow that advice, when I was in an unhealthy space, that felt like they weren't doing what I wanted. And so when it didn't work, when they didn't take my advice, and then their lives continued to not work out well, I had this justification that said, we'll see if they had only done what I did. Or if they did do something that I had suggested, and it went well, this pride came up, you know, this like piece of myself that that took pride and my ego was, was filled up from that knowing that I had this piece of myself. But as time has gone on, and I've done more soul recovery, and I've had more clarity of who's really in charge, and it's really higher power, it's the universe, it is the source, it is the eternal, it is good, it is love, it is whatever that positive flow of goodness that is working in the universe. And when it works through me, that is a beautiful thing. But I've gotten better and better at releasing the ego piece of myself that thinks that I, Rachel, that I, Rachel, my ego, myself, had any part of that, or that it's my job to have any part of that. So there's these stereotypes in males and females. And so generally, males can be kind of given a bad rap for it being in a conversation, and all they want to do is fix it. They just want to get to a solution and they want to be done with it. And I think that's partially true in some scenarios where they're used to being in a work environment where it's not about emotions. It's not about allowing someone to feel their feelings. It's about finding a solution to a problem that needs to move on to the next thing. And in those scenarios, it's good to have drive and, and, connection and, and like a place for that to go. But we're talking about interpersonal relationships. We're talking about feelings. We're talking about life. We're talking about our souls. We're talking about soul recovery. We're talking about people who are emotionally stuck. We're talking about people who have hurt that doesn't move or that have addictions that they don't want to change, or behaviors that they don't want to change. When you're present with those people, having that stock, let's find a solution, is oftentimes that silver bullet that we're looking for this single answer, this single thing that's going to be the answer that is going to fix the thing and everything else is going to be okay after that. 
And I don't know if anyone else is just like me. There has been not one single silver bullet in my life aside from making the decision to do true soul recovery. That is its own silver bullet, but it is not as simple. It's simple, but not easy. Simple, but not easy. And then the stereotype of women is that we show our love through being helpers, through being caregivers, through like really putting ourselves out there and getting enmeshed in other people's situations and their lives. And that's how we show that we love people. And that if we aren't helping, if we aren't doing that, if we aren't making things better for somebody, do they know that we love them? When we get into these places where either in our healthiest self, we're so excited that we want to share what's working for us and why we feel so much better, why we're so happy, or in our unhealthy self, where we think it's our absolute job to make sure that everything around us holding on tightly, that everything's going the way that we think it should go. And yet, how often do we hear through spirituality, through psychology, through religion, that we each have to go through our own journeys. We have to have our own learning. We have to, we have to hit that problem ourselves and go through those dark times to really learn how to do things differently. We can't just be given some words that change it for us. We have to feel it viscerally. We have to go through it ourselves. There's a Buddhist nun. Her name is Pema Chotran, and she's an amazing writer and teacher. And she has a quote that says, nothing goes away until the lessons have been learned. And I know that if we think about ourselves, generally, if you have awareness, you realize that those same things come up again and again and again, until we really can recognize what that foundational core issue is. We're willing to look at it. We're willing to take responsibility for what's ours. We're willing to really dig in and flush out those feelings and those resentments and those anxieties that come from it, the fear that's behind it, and let it go. And then we stop having to learn that lesson. But I know that for myself, I've tried to sort of keep other people from having to go through that. It's like, I had to learn that lesson. Now I want to keep you from having to learn that lesson because it was painful. It was hard. But the truth is, we each have to do our own journey. We can't control, manage, or manipulate even for the good other people. Because what we're doing is we're getting in the way of their process. We don't actually know on the huge scale how something that could seem so painful for somebody might be part of their process. I know I've told this story before, but I was famous for being in situations with my kids or my husband where you would hear something that was really good, like really spiritually good. And I would, I would elbow them in the ribs Or look at them with the look like, are you paying attention? This is for you. You know, I want you to get this. Oh, I hope, I hope he heard that because he needs to learn that. 
And what I've come to really be able to take responsibility for was that when I was in that state, I actually wasn't taking it in for myself. That there was so much of me that was focused on trying to make sure that they got what I thought that they needed, that I forgot to take care of myself. And so it makes me think of how we've all been in, you know, a million airplanes and heard the safety talk about putting the oxygen mask on yourself before you help somebody else. And, and that is such a simple concept. But the truth is, if you were in a panic situation, and there is trauma happening, the likelihood is that you are going to want, most of us are going to want to put that oxygen mask on our husband and our kids and make sure they're okay before we take care of ourselves. That we are unable in those traumatic situations to put ourselves and our needs first. At least that's my situation for myself. So one of the things that I've learned in soul recovery is that my spiritual oxygen mask had to be put on me first, that when I hear something that is inspiring, instead of thinking first and foremost, who can I send that to that it will inspire them? The first thing I'm thinking is, how can I relate that to myself? What is that inspiration for myself? What is that growth within myself? Because As I've gotten better, as I've healed more, I'm actually demonstrating in every aspect of my life and every relationship, a new different way to live. When people say, how can I share this new found happiness that I have? What I say is be your best you. Be your best you. Really take that time to have every conversation that you have be a real conversation where you're present, where you're listening, instead of thinking about how you could give them the tools and the tips that's going to make them better. You listen, you're present, you're responding to situations instead of reacting to them. The more we let go of control in our own lives, the more we model for those other people in our lives who are important to us to let go of control in their lives, and especially for our kids, because the more we clamp on to them, we're teaching them they have to clamp on in their life. And generally, we don't do that in healthy ways. So when we want to help somebody else, There are openings that come. There's conversations that come. There's a big difference between somebody who is asking for help and somebody else who is not interested in making change. And those are the most painful situations to be in because it can be really tiring to be around people who are spinning the same story, the same story, the same victimness, the same unhappiness. And so when we're in those situations, you just kind of want to just, you know, shake them and just say, man, like get out of it. There's things you can do. You can actually do something. You have control of yourself. And yet those people often are not interested in that. So how do you, how do you deal with those people? 
I know for myself, some of those people I've just had to let go and slowly or not so slowly cut those relationships. Sometimes I find that just like in these conversations I have with you, I can't tell you what to do. And you can listen to what I have to say, and you can let go of the rest and whatever works for you works for you. But when I'm talking to you, I'm actually talking to you about me. I'm sharing my experience, my strength, my hope. I'm exper- I'm sharing with you the story of my life and the changes that have profoundly happened in my life. You have a desire to hear those because you're here listening. And the people who have a desire to hear and to listen to your experience, to your changes, to the awarenesses that you've had are the ones who are thirsty for it. They're the ones who are interested and that you can be an inspiration to them. When we're in our most unhealthy selves, there's this this obsession with how somebody else is behaving, whether somebody is, let's just pick alcoholism, for example, whether someone's drinking. If you have somebody in your life, a kid or a partner or a parent or a friend who's actively using drugs or alcohol, it's incredibly painful to watch them in that situation. And we can get sick, quote unquote, sick in ourselves with this pressure, this feeling like we have to do something about it, that it's our job to manipulate it, to count how many, to do something, to to mold it, to make it be something different. And the truth is we, we can't just like for ourselves that when we decided that we wanted to make change in our life, it came from some internal place in ourselves, from a place where we were so uncomfortable in our own life that we were willing to do things that were changes. And I know that there have been so many moments when I didn't even know that I was inspiring somebody that they'll come back and say, you know, you were talking about such and such, and that really inspired me, or you have talked about your recovery. I want to talk a little bit about my drinking. Would you be willing to talk to me about it? And it kind of comes from the side. It comes from this place where it wasn't my first intention. And those are the ones that are so exciting because I can let go of my expectation and that ego place in myself that thinks, ooh, yay, I'm helping somebody, I'm fixing somebody, and move into that space of really just being surrounded by love and connection and compassion and knowing that what is coming from me is the source of spirit. And not this place of feeling like it is my responsibility or my job to make anybody else be happier. And I've found that the more that I listen, just like I was talking about in my relationship with my husband last podcast, the more that I can open space for someone to listen, they come up with their own answers. We are all whole. The truth is we are all whole and complete and have every single thing that we need inside of us. Every single one of us has everything that we need. We are just filled with this unlimited potential, but we forget. 
when we can tap into just a little of that and start to see that spark of us that is good and that has everything that we need and can let go of fear, let go of pain, let go of suffering, let go of the need to be in charge of anything other than our own selves, this beautiful thing starts to happen in our lives. And that's inspiring to other people. That's healthy to other people. The more we have those connections with ourselves, the more we give opportunity for someone else to see that in themselves. And I think so often we don't even realize that when we're trying to help somebody, what they really hear us saying is you're broken. You're not enough. You need help. You're not okay. And if we can really allow people to be where they're at, not feel like it's our job to fix them, then they can start to see that they are loved for just who they are and that they might want some of what you have, which is this sparkly self, this whole self, because you've stopped judging that they're not in a good place. I know for my kids, they told me that. They said that as much as I offered loving for them, sometimes what they heard was, yes, and you could be better. And I think as a parent, it's especially hard because we're supposed to be giving them guidance. We're supposed to be teaching them. We're supposed to be giving them inspiration. There's this little fine line between you are enough and you're not enough. Because we could always be doing better. We could always be doing more. We could always be more in. We could always be reaching and striving higher. But it can be complicated when we're interacting with people, that fine line of trying to be of service and trying to help them where they're not hearing that part. They're just hearing the I'm not enough part. When we can let go of the need to be responsible for other people and just put all those responsibilities on ourselves, to be forgiving of ourselves, to forgive other people for where they're at, to take responsibility for our own feelings, for our own actions, to see our wholeness, to see the wholeness in other people, even when they're suffering, to allow somebody to be uncomfortable to separate from somebody in their your life when they're not healthy for you because they don't want to be healthy. To be able to say to somebody in a conversation, oh, we're coming back to that conversation again. And that there's ways to communicate with people to say, you know, I've heard you talk about this before. And if you're interested in moving forward with it, or if you want me to help you take a look at it in a different way, I'd be happy to do that, but I, I actually don't want to hear the same story again. I love you, but I can't continue just to hear you talk about this without wanting to do something about it and then let it go. We have the ability to be huge inspirations in people's lives without having to push so hard. And the more that I've let go of feeling like it's my job to fix it, the more I'm watching other people take responsibility for their own lives. Being open 
being present to each moment, being a good listener, allowing myself to see people exactly where they are and not wanting them to be any different, seeing their wholeness, seeing my wholeness, realizing that we each have to go through our own journey that I don't know the big picture. I don't understand why they may have to go through the difficulty. That when someone asks for help, that I have that hand to help them with boundaries and with clarity. That I don't have to get totally enmeshed and involved in somebody else. That I can just be a cheerleader and be happy for them when their successes come. To allow myself to really see the beauty in every moment and the beauty in each person and the beauty in the hardship sometimes too. Soul recovery is individual for each person. Some of you have addictions, some of you don't. Some of you had addicts in your life, some of you didn't. Some of you had dysfunction in your family, some of you didn't. But we're all here because we want a lightness. We want a joy. We want a piece of ourselves that has let go of our old stories, that sees the beauty in who we are and in each person around us, who's letting go of control, who's surrendering to the knowledge that we are all held in the arms of some source, some guidance, some flow that is leading us all to the best that the best is coming to us, everything is working out for us, that you can be happy, that you can want a happy life, that being happy is the number one thing that you can want in your life. That being successful means being fully engaged, that you can have anything that you want, your heart's desire, when you set your mind to it, when you open to it, that having the life that you would love is exactly what you should want. And it's not about things. It's about feelings. And that everybody else has to be on their process too. And they are each individual and unique in their journey. And that we are there to be guides and be inspirations. But we are not responsible for other people's happiness. That happiness is an inside job that we alone can do for ourselves. We can't make anybody else be ready until they're ready. And I'm grateful you're ready. I love working with people. It's so fulfilling and amazing to be on this process where you can see the lights in people start to shine so brightly. And if you have any part of you that wants guidance, contact me. Let's do some sessions together. Sometimes it only takes a couple to really make major changes in your life. As we grow, as we expand, as we become fuller, those people that you would like to influence will be influenced by you for positive changes in their life. It may not happen in the timetable that we want or in the way that we sort of see it, but it will happen. It actually butterflies out to the whole world. 
So let's just keep doing our work and let go of that piece of us that thinks that is our job or responsibility to fix or change or control anyone. And when those hands are reached out and they're asking for help, always put your hand out and help. Until next time, namaste. Thank you for listening. And I hope this episode offered you tools, guidance, and inspiration on your journey to recover your soul. For more information, please visit the website, recoveryoursoul.net. There you can find out more about Rev. Rachel, book coaching or spiritual counseling sessions, read the blog, listen to music, connect to social media, as well as subscribe to receive email updates. We thank you for supporting the production of this podcast by donating on the homepage. And by following, subscribing, and reviewing this podcast, you're helping to spread the Recover Your Soul message. We hope that you'll follow us on Instagram and Facebook and join the private Facebook group to become part of this transformational community. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.